Uh, hey guys, welcome to the Big Blue United podcast. My name's TJ. I'm here with Colin and Dan as always. And I said Colin's name first because I always say Dan's name first. So I wanted to give Colin more love today. Hey Colin. What's up, bro? What's oh, up? Yeah, that's yeah, cool. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. So how you doing? Good. Uh, yesterday was good. Uh, my dad and I went to the game. Um, it was the most enjoyable game we've probably seen in four years. So that's saying a lot, I guess. So yeah, it was, it was, I'm good. I'm, I'm curious to hear about it. Cause I've heard that the atmosphere in the stadium was kind of better than it, than it normally is too. So a oh, thousand yeah, percent. Cool. Cool. Dan, what's going on, man? Uh, not much. I saw the first half of the game and then, uh, I, I was unable to watch the second half because my DVR would not function. So I saw the last three minutes of the game. So I know what happened in the first half. It's a start. But not the finish, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Uh, as always, guys, please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Big Blue United. Follow the Pigskin Podcast Network at the Pigskin Pod Net on Twitter. And don't forget to download that DraftKings app. I love you, DraftKings. You're my favorite sports book. Trademark. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the first thing I want to talk about is Colin shared with us an article today saying that the Giants have been out there or internally discussing uh, Dave Gettleman's removal at the end of the season and, and throwing out some potential candidates there. So this is, uh, you know, sort of news that's – I don't know if you can believe it or not because I don't know what the trusted source is exactly on the inside of the Giants organization. But I want to ask you guys, Dan, do you, do you buy or sell this, that the Giants are already considering moving on from Gettleman right now? But, I mean, it's presumably wait till the end of the year. Yeah, I, I do buy it because it makes it. it I just it's, it's another like inexplicable thing. Like anybody should be considering getting rid of him, but the fact that they're making it public but not just getting rid of him immediately—it's like a classic Giants thing. Why wouldn't you just get rid of him? But what is he doing right now for the team? Why do we need him? You know, in the position of a, a decision-making position right now. If they're only making it public, he's not going to be here down the line. Sort um, of a save face maneuver. It, you're basically saying. What are, how are we saving well, face? Well, you know, you're giving the fans, what they, if you want to save giving face. The fans what they want and also being able to stick with their, uh, you know, continuity and old Giants way and not fire the guy. At the end of the, you know, you know what I'm saying? Wait, we're saving face by, by sticking to continuity of doing things that make exactly, absolutely no exactly. sense. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That. Yeah. In, in some backwards, like, mentality, they think that it shows fragility by firing more than one person within two weeks. It shows fragility that they're scared to fire more than one person with records like this. Yeah. It's funny. I mean, like, there's been a couple other names floating around, too. Like, there's been a lot of, uh, and rightfully so, uh, Tom Quinn hate. He's been sticking around for an entirely too long, and the special teams stink. He knows something. He knows something. He must. I saw that. Uh, I think I forget who it was who tweeted some some Tom Quinn hate, and Lawrence Tynes was, uh, was Will. Lawrence Tynes muted Will. Because he was, he said some bad things on Tom Quinn, and Lawrence Tynes said he was an amazing coach. I think the Giants' special teams this year would probably say otherwise. Ah, oh, he's bad. I mean, uh, uh, Riley Dixon. I don't know what the hell happened there. He went off a cliff a long time ago. He does, he doesn't even know what a football is, and I don't think he knows what his foot is he's either. Done. He's he's gassed, man. I think it's time to move on from him. I mean, Gano missed one, and he's still super accurate. But once you get past fifty, I, that mean it's not, that's not something you can coach. He just doesn't have the leg. Anymore, if he ever yeah. did, he's still super accurate. I'll still take him over a lot of kickers in the NFL. 
right. Uh, you want to just yeah. jump right into the uh, the Eagles game here. Uh, I think like the the biggest thing that we need to talk about is obviously with Garrett gone is Kitchens coming in and taking over the play calling. What what were your thoughts uh, on the on the game plan and, and the calling there, Colin, from Kitchens on his first game as as a uh, I don't know if he's technically the offensive coordinator, but the play caller or whatever, interim offensive coordinator. I don't know what title they gave him. Well, well I, I can tell you one thing. I don't. I can probably put money down that the Giants have never in their entire existence, however many years it is at this point, almost 100 years, have they ever done a flea flicker screen pass. To a tight end? To that's a tight a, end. Oh, no, to anybody. <laughs> I think that's the first time I've ever seen that ever. It was kind of cool, and it was a first down, and it, it it made sense, and it was like kind of opening up the playbook a little bit. Granted, I mean, we had grand uh, grandiose expectations of him completely opening it up, and he wasn't going to do that. And that just, you know, boil it down to the talent or lack thereof on the team. So he's going to sprinkle some things in. He's going to do some things that, that Garrett didn't do, probably to a fault, to prove that he has more creativity. Whether or not he actually wants to call these plays, I think he's going to do it anyway. So I think in the next couple of weeks, it's going to be interesting. You get Tony back. Uh, hopefully you stop having him throw the ball. And maybe some things can happen that are going to be a little more entertaining. So Yeah, I mean, um, well, go ahead, Dan, if you want. I, I would say hopefully you have him throw the ball more. Um, I don't know. I, 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 th- I like Kitchens from what I saw in the first half, caveat. Uh, a lot of what he's doing, especially pre-snap, um, a lot of different formations and, and, and motions and stuff um, didn't really get much out of the offense considering, you know, we, we didn't have most of our, our best skill players playing. Um, Saquon is, is really doesn't bring much to the table. Cause Guy's awful. You know, well, I don't know. He doesn't bring much to the table because running backs are a dime a dozen at this point. Um, and, and he doesn't distinguish himself in any way anymore. Um, and then, you know, obviously, uh, Tony and, and Sterling Shepard weren't playing. Um, he got seven targets to Kenny Galladay, which was good. Yeah. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, Daniel Jones passed for a little over 200 yards, um, and we scored one touchdown. Um, so, you know, it, maybe his playing calling was a slight improvement, but it wasn't a huge improvement. And, and also, you know, our talent isn't very good. Our, our defensive line is still – I mean, our, excuse me, our offensive line is still – pretty trashy um so i don't know i don't know what what to expect with the the dearth of talent um and and the the seemingly relatively conservative play calling we still have i mean i well dan i'm I'm gonna i uh i'm sorry to give you a little bit of a surprise here ruin the surprise rather but i i i bought you a uh uh, an away number 41 myrec jersey for you so uh, <laughs> who is that he's up on the practice uh, he went squad. to temple he's from the philly area and he I, my dad and i were uh, driving out of the stadium afterwards and you know we we're listening to the fan listening to all the interviews and stuff and he was interviewed and like one of the questions was and i didn't know where he was from and someone was just like oh so do you talk to any of your family and friends after this one or are they mad at you and i'm like what where are they going with this and he's just like no you know, it's, you know, uh, yeah, maybe I grew up an Eagles fan, but today I'm a giant. And I was like, oh, okay, well, that's a good answer. Good good boy. You can't really be a fan, right? <laughs> if, you, if you're an NFL player, you're yeah. not really a fan <laughs> of an NFL team anymore. Can you be? 
No, and that's the like the I think about that all the time. I'd have such a hard time. Granted, you get paid millions of dollars to play NFL football. I guess it doesn't matter what team you're going to play for, even if it's the Cowboys. Yeah, drafted to the Cowboys, you know? just be like putting that uniform on, really just hating yourself. I guess for and, until until you saw your bank account, <laughs> you're like sweet. <laughs> yeah, but you know what I would do? I'd lean into it. I'd be like. Yep, I'm a Giants fan. I'm, I'm going to play like crap versus oh, the Giants. God. <laughs> There's nobody who does that. Yeah, 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 I know. But like, you know, when I look at this Eagles game as a whole for me, it sort of really reminded me of the Vegas game a lot because it doesn't didn't necessarily seem like the, the Giants won this game rather than the Eagles sort of just shot themselves in the foot the entire time. The Eagles were running the ball super well. I think they had over 200 yards and they even had 100, 100 yards total in the third quarter. Why were they throwing yeah. the ball? The, they turned it over four times, and the Giants only had four or I'm sorry, three more minutes of possession than they did. That's like insane stat. I, I, you know, I saw a tweet from someone that said if they ran the ball every single play, they would have won the game. 100. percent And, oh, and, yeah. and, on, and yeah. you can add to that that Jalen Rager dropped two touchdown passes on the last drive. Also, which yeah. which by yeah. the way, I want to mention something about Saquon. It's like you have Saquon, and you can't give him the ball three times to close out a game. And let them run their timeouts out and run and run a run the clock out. Instead, they get the ball back. That was crazy to me. It's like, what, what's going on? Put Booker in there. I bet he could have got ten yards. <laughs> I mean, I, I at least we know what Saquon's going to do after he finally retires. I mean, Dancing with the Stars is uh, is right on the docket. <laughs> right there. Hey, he had that one good run. You know, that's everything, right? Oh. Oh I, yeah! Guess what? I got up uh, to go to the bathroom during it, mm. and I didn't even hear—I didn't even hear Bob Papa tell me about the play in the bathroom. I missed it, and I came back, and my dad was just like, "Oh, that, that was the play of the game." I'm like, "Oh, sick! That's that's no, it wasn't all the Great. all the interceptions were the plays of the game." Well, yeah. Oh, by the yeah. way, McKinney, holy Big moly, fan. do I enjoy watching that man play? I think in the when the beginning of the year, you know, we were questioning a lot why Peppers wasn't playing, and I think you see it now. With how McKinney's been yep. doing since he's been gone, he I think yeah. McKinney is Pro Bowl not this year, but I think at some point down the line for sure. Yeah, yeah no, he's, so. he's there. He's everything that we wanted Kenny Phillips to be. Yeah, I mean that, that was actually my favorite part of this game was that after you know Dory Jackson and Darnell Holmes went down, is that we did get to see some of the young guys come in, and I loved how Robinson played, and I loved how Julian Love played, and. You know, yeah. that being said, there there was guys who just got promoted from the practice squad, you know, having great games also. So, you know, maybe Jalen Hurts is just really, really bad. But either way, like, it sort of gave me some hope that there is, like, potential for the future for some of the draft picks that we've had under the Gettleman era. And that it's all not just going to be a breakdown and wash at the end of this. Hey, that's that's like the, the, the best thing you could possibly get. Get some serviceable projects out of people that he ended up hitting on why not instead of like you know you like the whole cleaning house get rid of the whole team well that's not realistic but of course not yeah stick around with some guys like why not also like yeah i mean they're not going to get rid of players that have any sort of value or utility but no um, No, i don't mean utility i mean like guys who could be starters and quality starters it 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 would appear that people have this the the seeds inside of them i'm not going to say they're necessarily going to grow into that tree but if you look deep enough it's there yeah, whether I mean Patrick Graham is is good at scheming these guys too. So there's a lot of factors to consider, but I want to you know have some positivity and some and some love for Julian Love. You know, go figure. <laughs> By the way, why why doesn't Matt Pert start? Can someone explain this to me? Oh, I know we talked about it a hundred times, I, but w- w- why why? 
I, I, I'm enjoying all the times that Bobby Skinner brings it up on Twitter, and it's just like he asks it every single day, and it's like the funniest thing now. And I, and I, I, I don't understand it. Uh, Solder, they must like feel bad for him or something. Well, let me ask you a question, Colin. They have to justify his salary. Colin, yes. do you think that like the Giants coaching staff is just out on Pert, and that's what this is about? Like they're not gonna don't believe in him to start in the future, so there's no reason to get him on the field. Well, Carl Banks was saying on the uh, the the drive home interviews afterwards that Solder is like a, a, a guy with uh, no brakes. He's like a truck with no brakes, and. What's the problem with all of the Giants linemen that have more or less come through the, the turnstile in the last six, seven, ten years? It's always that next guy. It's the next guy up. He's almost there, except they've only had the next guys. It was like James Brewer. It was uh, – uh, oh, I forgot who else he mentioned. But Pert seems to be like another guy. It's like he was a third-round draft pick. Kevin Booth. He's supposed to be learning the ropes from these veterans – and he's not taking the reins. And I don't know if it – I think you're spot on with it. I think the, the coaching staff just doesn't believe in him. Whether or not he has the ability or the capability of doing it, I think they're just kind of off on him, which is too bad because, frankly, anybody is better than Solder. So there, I, I don't know. Maybe he's bad in practice. I, I, I don't know what. He's had good games. He's also had bad games. Yeah. But Solder has had less good games than bad games this year if he's had any good games i mean dan, dan yeah, do, you, I th- think do you think that's the case that the giants are just out on him and he's gone or like you know relegated to being a career backup until he his option isn't picked up or he doesn't have an option to throw around pick until his four years are up and then he's gone somewhere else i mean the only thing that makes sense is that nate solder is has to be better at, at something or you know if if they rate you know, Nate Solder, a uh, uh, 33 out of 100 in quality of left tackle, they must rate um, Pert as like 32. The, the, otherwise, it makes no sense. If, if they're equal or, or Pert is better, they should play him strictly to raise trade value. Um, there's like, there's no, there's nothing, like no one's going to take Solder on their team. Solder's done. Um, there's absolutely no upside to playing him, except that he must be better at something. They must see something, though, you know, I can't see anything. Um, I don't know. It's it's beyond me. I, I feel I feel like analyzing the decisions that are made uh, personnel wise as, as being just like the most 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 fuel thing we can do as Giants fans. Like, how, how do you have Kadarius Tony on the team for as long as for their entire season? That start throwing him the ball until you know game six. Um, Be nice if he could stay on the field. Yeah, I, I saw yeah. some tweet about some guy who, who covered uh, Florida a lot, and like he was, and I I, I don't remember really reading it uh, when it happened because I don't follow college football enough, but he was constantly injured. You know constantly. what? I looked this up, and the only information I could find was that he, it, between 2017 and 2019 he missed eight games, two in 2017 and six in 2019. So I don't know if that's necessarily injury prone, but I mean that's just I don't know if that's totally accurate or not, but he. He definitely is earning yeah. that label in the NFL if he didn't necessarily have it in college. E- either way, I mean, you know, uh, Rashawn Slater looks really good on the Chargers. I was, uh... <laughs> <laughs> um, shall we uh, discuss a little bit of the, the halftime festival? Yeah, I want to hear about uh, about Michael since you were there yeah. and uh, 
Tell us about the atmosphere. Paint us a picture, Colin. Bring us there. Yeah, so, uh, you know, your boy uh, Bob Popper uh, was, was emceeing, of course. And, uh, you know, he's, he's one of uh, Giant fan favorites uh, on many levels. I mean, listening to play-by-play with him and, and Carl Banks is, like, the best. I, if, if I could somehow sync the TV with them doing it, it would just... It that's would, an idea it, I have for an app. There's got to be a way to do it. That's a great idea. I, I mean, the problem is, is a lot of times the streams don't end up lining up, uh, like, straight up. So it's, like, it's tough. But if, yeah, if there was an app to somehow, like... I don't know. Match it up well. That would be Let amazing. Let me ask you a question. Because, you know, I, I, like when they play yeah. on Monday night and it's on like ESPN, then it has to be on a local channel. So is it? Bob, it's like Channel Eleven. It's like Bob Papa and Carl Banks, right? It's the only opportunities you get is a Monday night game on Channel Eleven. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. I don't know why I didn't watch yeah, that it's good on point. Monday night. I'm so dumb. I should have watched it. Better than huh. Peyton and Eli, who man, oh, people talk that how great they are, man. That that was dry. It's hard to watch. No, it's no, so no. hard to watch. I love it. I love it. We, t- we oh, talked about it. it a lot last week. It, I, I love that stuff. It's so much better than the regular broadcast. I t- wholeheartedly disagree. <laughs> oh, I, I, do, I can't listen to the same stuff. At least it's different. They're not having like the same conversations that the Joe Bucks of the world have over and over like, again. I don't need to hear Condoleezza Rice while I'm watching. <laughs> like, what, what, what is that? <laughs> no, the, the interviews, the interviews are, are usually painful. Um, sometimes it's cool when they get a football person. When they get someone that's not a football person... Uh, then it, that is ultra painful, and Peyton's really bad about like interjecting and keeping keeping it going. But I think it's good to see. I, I guess I'm repeating myself, but I, I think Eli is, is a lot funnier than I, I assumed. I know people always said he was funny, but I think he's he's funny and he has a more sophisticated sense of humor than most people thought. Yeah. Um, but like I think uh, in the last the last broadcast. Uh, someone was taking forever to come on. It might have been Condoleezza Rice. It was. And it let Peyton and Eli talk straight football for like 10 minutes uninterrupted. It was awesome. Um, and that was really cool. They were like calling everything out and questioning all the insane stuff the Giants were doing. Um, and they basically had, had no explanation, much like us as fans have no explanation for, for why they do the things they do. Sure. So that was I, cathartic I enjoyed for me. watching. Um, but also just seeing them like predict the plays and everything, just like Tony Romo does um oh, yeah. it's just really cool i mean to see i enjoyed that. like eli watching eli like try to bite his tongue and not saying exactly what he wanted to say that was enjoyable for me but the rest of it was just well, like yeah too much dead air and like no focus on the game it's just like a weird backdrop over a football game i don't know uh, i mean i kind of like it because like i don't know it's just a different perspective and and i i think they're gonna get better at it so watch it get uh, as like to a better totally yeah i hope they do point. get better at it because then it'll, it'll be awesome um, but anyway Colin, let's go back to uh to halftime michael strahan yeah so um you know they got the stage out there um you know the the whole thing and and um yeah bob papa started talking and there's just a little bit of a pump up and and uh you know mike's mom was there his dad passed this year i believe uh or last season um and uh, his kids were there, some of his kids anyway. And Coughlin and Jesse Armstead um, uh, unveiled the, the the jersey itself. And <laughs> Armstead was wearing a number 64. And I was, like, looking at him, like, what is that? Uh, maybe it's for, like, Mike's dad or something. And then when Mike went on the on the mic, he actually said, you probably noticed that, that Jesse's wearing number 60, 64. Well... My rookie season, uh, they handed me that jersey. And I, I played in one practice, and I saw my picture in the newspaper the next day, and I thought, 
damn, that's an ugly number. I can't be going and doing that. And he went right <laughs> to the, the locker room and got the 92. And I'm like, oh, and everybody cheered and the whole thing. And, and it was great. And it, like, he just said a lot of really nice things. And, and you know, Eli was there. Um, I, I, I believe a majority of the offensive line from the 2007 season was there. Um, I know Tommy C was there. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was, he was, he was the one that unveiled the jersey. Uh, Strahan made, made a joke about um, I wanted to come out here five minutes late just to piss him off, and everybody just <laughs> lost it. It, it, it was so oh, funny. Um, so he had little quips like that. Uh, but then, you know, he had to thank everybody, and then – and this is the best part. So I, I have the recording too because this conspiracy of the, the Giants' ownership – all over their app and the YouTube and everything like that, when the ownership was brought up, the entire stadium booed them. And in the app and in the YouTube, they filtered out the boos. So I have the real recording, and then the other one is just like this phony baloney. Uh... great though i mean i think that a lot of people if this was a regular eagles game uh mid to late of the season with nothing going on at halftime uh, probably half the stadium would have been green it actually wasn't and that's part of the the atmosphere that i enjoyed very much is it's clear that and i think because of strahan alone uh that didn't end up happening don't get me wrong i saw plenty of eagles fans but it wasn't uh like it has been in the past so it was nice, um, and they played well enough to warrant some some cheering. And uh, yeah, I, I told my dad right there. I was like, I think this is the most enjoyable game we've gone to in four or five years. Wow, that's saying something. And yeah, get- I mean, you know, they still managed to, uh, you know, that last fumble at the end of the game. My dad and I were just like, oh, the fumble doesn't happen. We're automatically losing. <laughs> automatically. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, the offense yeah. couldn't really get it together. I mean, if you want to go back to Kitchens for a second, it's like I th- I, didn't, I don't know why anyone really thought anything was like going to get drastically different just because he had that like quick run with the Browns that one year, and then they let him be a head coach. He totally failed. Like I was just kind of happy that they started chucking the ball at Galladay, and I think that's all yeah. you really need to do. They gave him a shot one on one, and actually he should have had a touchdown because Jones totally led him too far on a back shoulder fade in the first half. So I was just like, yeah. You know, maybe if they just keep throwing Galladay those balls, one of them will finally end up a touchdown, and they might end up scoring a couple points. You never know. It's totally possible. Yeah, it was a start because, you know what, they weren't throwing to him at all, just like you said, at all, which is just dumbfounding. I mean, yeah, it took them a good two quarters to to actually get him the ball, but once they did, it kind of opened up a little bit. Those couple of first downs were great. Um, He got a little bit of separation, which he's not – incredibly known for just because he's he relies on his size and and uh go up and get it skill set um but it, yeah it was good um even Slayton had a little bit of an uptick of a better game uh he usually stinks but he was pretty decent I mean I, I actually three catches for 40 yeah, yards he had a bad yeah. rush had a, had a really bad and rush, negative yeah. 13 yards well, that wasn't his <laughs> that wasn't. but uh I actually I kind of even liked that Kitchens tried to get Engram involved more I know we mentioned that flea flicker before but 
They've got them all. But listen, man, I, I know what you're saying, but when you have Tony out, you have Shepard out. Saquon isn't doing anything. The offensive line can't run block. Yeah. You know, Evan Ingram is the starting tight end of this team, and he has athletic ability. Why would you not at least give it a shot? I know he did have one pop off his hands, but he also made a couple good grabs. So he's on the team. At least like try and use him. You know, Garrett just kind of never even considered that he was even on the field, I feel like, most of the time, yeah. which maybe is for the better, I, the, the grander benefit. But, you know, give the guy a shot. He, he, he hasn't been getting any targets. I thought it was I thought it was a decent game plan, even though the Giants scored yeah. no points. No, I, I mean I- – I, I get what you're saying. It's just also that what we're talking about is between those three, Kenny Galladay, Slayton, and Ingram, we're talking about a combined nine receptions for uh, 127 yards. Um, yeah, Jones, Jones, not, Jones yards. can't drive the ball downfield at all. <laughs> he's not that good. He can run the ball well at times, but I, like you know, he's averaging five yards a, a throw. So they're just dinking and dunking. I mean, they had two. Galladay yeah. had two good yeah. grabs, two two nice long grabs at the end of the yeah, game. Yeah, he did. So he did. that's what I'm saying about Galladay. Like they need to open up the deep pass to him, and and I think that it's going to be there more than it was this game. And I also think you know, it's not a new offense. It's it's you know everyone talking about how Jones wears a wristband. All of a sudden, everything's going to be different or something. I, I don't even know what that's about. But like, if they if Kitchens has a little more time, like I'm not totally out on Kitchens improving the offense based on his first week on a short week at that. Yeah. I mean, as long as he's not the offensive coordinator next yeah, year. 100% yeah, 100% agree with that. That, that would make sense. Agree with that. This holiday season, be thankful for family, food, and free bets. That's right. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, has a no-brainer you can't miss. New customers can bet just $1 on any NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still get in on all the NFL action. Make your first deposit, and you can play free for millions with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contest. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code TPPN. Bet just $1 in any NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. That's promo code TPPN this weekend at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Um, also, Farrow uh, Cooper... Coming out the woodwork, like what's what was that all about? I mean, he's he's he hasn't sniffed the field, and all of a sudden he was out there all the time. I was confused, Injuries, man. Yeah. And he can he can he can do returns. He he did okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I thought he did. Okay. No, he did. He had he had a couple of good, decent yeah. returns. It was fine. I, I was just surprised to see him play as much much wide right, ah, wide receiver as he did. I mean, they just have any yeah. a lot of people off good the scrap heap right now playing. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, they they had two tight ends out there. Period. And one guy was literally from the practice squad. Good for him. I'm glad he scored a touchdown. And it was an incredible catch, too, actually. Poor Kenny. Kenny wants a touchdown. No, I, I want Andrew Thomas to get another one before Kenny gets one. You know, I love that. I, you know, I used to love, I mean, I hate, you know, the Patriots when Vrabel used to catch touchdown passes all the time. I always thought yeah. that was fun. It's like, yeah, give, give, these guys a, give these guys a shot to score. It's cool. I didn't. That, that shows how much you used to be a Patriot Loved fan. It. I also love, I love, I love when J.J. <laughs> Watt did it, too. But, you know. <laughs> Didn't he have like three TDs? Yeah, it's better when an offensive lineman gets one. Yeah, you know, the, the defensive linemen are way more athletic. Uh, True, we're not more athletic, Built. but 
you know, yeah. faster. Yeah. 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 <laughs> They're more like tight ends than, uh, than, than Andrew Thomas. So I love fat guy touchdowns. Yeah. Fat guy touchdowns are the best. Any belly boys in the end zone? Uh, shall That's we, right. uh, do we do want to, shall we discuss do the dolphins? dolphins? Do some dolphins. I don't know if anyone yeah. wanted to say anything nice about, uh, Xavier McKinney again from around. Okay. never mind. Um, oh yeah. I mean, guys looking incredible. I mean, I, I'm, I was telling oh well actually my dad asked me, he's just like if you're gonna get a current jersey from any of the current players, what would it be? And I, I thought for two seconds it would have to be his. I'll never buy it because the minute I buy it, he's gonna just tear every ligament in his body. Like yeah, if that's, I, that's if called if a, I buy a current Giants player's jersey, they they pass away the next day. That's just how it's <laughs> that, always it's called it's called the the, the Matthias Kiwanuka. Oh god. Effect. Poor Kenny. I'm sorry I did it to you, Kenny Phillips. Shouldn't have done it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Dolphins. So, yeah, you know, Dolphins are 5-7. and seven. They've won four in a row. They haven't looked great all year, but I think people do forget that they did win 10 games last year, and, and, and a lot of those core players are still there. And I think yeah. this is, like, kind of a very even matchup in my mind, being that the Giants and the, and the Dolphins' best part of, the ball, part of their football team is the defense, and their offenses are both pretty not good. They both have pretty bad offensive lines, pretty bad running games. And you both have kind of like a more mobile quarterback who can, you know, move around. I think Tua is probably a little better than Jones at this point in his career, but I don't think they're that dissimilar. I, I think I think this yeah. is going to be an interesting matchup, honestly. Um, what's the one thing is that the Dolphins have some young pass rushers that are really coming up. Jalen Phillips is a guy who I was reading about today who was almost pegged to bust, but it looks like he's starting to have like a monster season. He had three sacks last week. So that's going to be a real area of concern for a really bad Giants offensive line. Uh, What are your thoughts there, Dan? Well, Phillips was coming out of the draft considered probably the most athletic, most, most high ceiling defensive end coming out of college. He just had, um, I believe injuries and character concerns um, that people weren't really willing to take a shot on. Um, So it's no surprise. And I I think the Dolphins headed into the season were looked at uh, to really challenge the Bills for the the AFC East um, and definitely be a wild card team. People liked a lot of the talent that they they compiled there. They had so much draft capital that people think they used pretty wisely. Um, And in my opinion, I think they're playing um, below what they're capable of for most of the beginning of the season. I mean, they opened the season with with a close win against the Patriots. I got everyone excited. And then they got trounced by the Bills, and then they just sort of languished with <laughs> is it like seven straight losses. But you know, they're coming off four four game win streak right now, and they've been putting up points that they definitely score more than one touchdown a game, which is going to be you know a hard hurdle for us to overcome if they do again uh, this week. <laughs> um, but uh, I don't know. I, I think that the Dolphins are an interesting team. I think Tua. Um, is getting better and better, you know, as long as he stays healthy. Um, it'll be a good challenge for the defense. Um, and, uh, you know, hopefully a chance for the offense to, to put something together. They're going to be challenged again, like you're saying, TJ, um, blocking some of some of the, the pass rush that the Dolphins have. Um, but I don't know. It, it's, it's, I, I mean, if you're asking me like my prediction for the game, I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't tell you. It's a tough one. <laughs> 50-50. It's a tough one, yeah. Um, yeah. Which is kind of cool. That means it might be an interesting game. I'm, I'm glad it's not an automatic, like, well, we think we're going to absolutely get our butts handed to, to us. But you but... know what sucks, though, is, like, all things being equal, like, like I'd like to, I like the fact that you can head into a game and think you have a chance, but 
I'm never able to do that because I still have that nagging dread that if any sort of good that comes out of this team is, is lowers the percent chance that um, there's wholesale changes with the team uh, and Dave Gettleman in the front office, which yeah. I know we talked about in the beginning, but I, I'm just like, as a point of fact, like that, that always being there, like anytime, anytime there's a win, I even like beating the Eagles, like I love beating the Eagles, but it just wasn't like, besides the fact that the win wasn't a strong win and we barely won it. Like I still, in other circumstances, would have loved it, but, but being like it's something that can can bolster a Dave Gettleman argument, um, just just sucks all the enjoyment out of it for me. I guess I'm sort of messed up. Well, that hearing, way, hearing that they're, I'm sick that of they dealing with that. Of him, if that's true, makes me really love watching the wins more now. I mean, I love yeah. watching the win, but yeah, you're right, man. If it's if true, it's, you know what? I'm going to pretend it's true so that I can enjoy the rest of the season. And if and if yes. I'm wrong, yeah, then can, can they just fire him and say we're getting this awesome GM, and then we can enjoy the rest of the season? Just be like, well, I can't wait to see what this GM does when he sees what you know what, what yeah. tools we have. But now we're just like we have this guy manning everything, do, directing all our scouts, or doing all the research right now. Like it's just I don't know, I don't know. Uh, I, I I don't I, think I think he is proverbial, prototypical lame duck mm-hmm. in it right now. That's where he's, he's probably at. Donald, and I, but it's I, not like he's the president right now, of like a country. Like, yeah. do you can just get rid of him? We could just, you could just, we could just fire him and not even replace him and be the same I, off. Like, I would love to ask point blank, <laughs> hey John, John Mara, hey, why aren't you firing him if you're going to get rid of him? Answer that. Riddle me this. What's the point? He would say, "Excuse me, get, get rid of this be- this mustachioed man in front of me. This the street cretin." Get him out of here. Get him out of my street way. Street creep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's man. a creep, but street creep sounds way cooler. Street, yeah, I like street creep. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Yeah, come into your, your local BP gas station. <laughs> <laughs> you out there asking people to buy you a white cloth? Please sign like wanted. <laughs> local street creep. Yeah. Hey, you got a quarter. <laughs> Beware. You got to buy me a 24-ounce yeah. white claw. Fire Gettleman. <laughs> <laughs> just raving on the corner about give me a quarter I'll fire Gettleman I'll do it <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Colin I, did you rave. have anything to think about the Dolphins game other than uh, you know what was already elaborated on uh, not really I, I, they haven't played a nationally televised game this year have they I have not watched a game of theirs but I believe they did play the Jets but I'd rather just not watch football than watch the Jets and the Dolphins play <laughs> I think they had a Thursday night game. Yeah, I I, I may have missed it. I have not. The I feel Jags like, on Thursday night. You you know, there's like a bunch of teams in this league where you you think about it, you're like, wow, I haven't seen them play in a long time. Like, I don't remember the last Texans game I've watched. Why would you? Why would they subject yeah. you to that? Like, why would they be in prime time? I mean, I guess every team gets one prime time game, right? Is that accurate or no? At least I think at least yeah. one. The Giants got two for whatever reason. I don't know who. But they were smoking in the scheduling office when they were doing that. But I wish I was there. Sounds like a fun time. And two two uh, Monday night games at I that. Don't know. I don't know. Yeah, no, that that's. I think it'll be an interesting game Sunday. Um, yeah, I, I I like the idea of of pretending like it's a foregone conclusion that that Gettleman is gone, just to to at least instill some some false hope. And, and enjoyment in just watching the rest of the season as is. The fact that they show that graphic that we're in the hunt at 4-7 and seven is so I infuriating. I just wanted to ask you about that because scrolling through Twitter today, I was seeing so many people saying, 
nine and eight, nine and eight, nine and eight. And I'm just like, what is going on? Like, do you not see how really bad this team is? And when they're put up against real competition, how badly they falter. I mean, you want to talk about the defense being good. And then you look at the game against the Bucks, where you have no pass rush, and then you have a really good quarterback. You have the best quarterback in you know ever back there, just dissecting this team. So I, I mean, yeah. it's any, as soon as they hit any real competition, it's it's never going to happen for them. Even the, like there, people are saying nine and eight, and they're going to lose to the Chargers. I'm like, well, if they can't beat the Chargers in the regular season, how what are they going to do in the postseason? They're not going to do anything. It's like, so, so odd to me. I, I I don't get it. I don't know. I I, I think that they should. Uh, just for for silliness sake, they should just put the Lions there as in the hunt as well. It's every team in the NFC but the Lions, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At 0-10-1 or whatever. It certainly is an interesting season, though. You can't deny that. <laughs> Except that you could either you – I guess you could say that there's no good teams, really. Everybody's yeah. mediocre. I, actually, I mean, yeah, there's been some years where the NFC is weak, but this is, like, historically weak. Pretty bad. Pretty bad. Well, the AFC, I mean, you know, there's oh. a lot of teams with six and five records. I mean, a lot of seven, six, hey. seven win, team, win teams as well. So, wouldn't it be nice next year, year after, maybe, maybe, maybe in our lifetime? You never know. Nah, nah. They're gonna have a twenty-game season. The Giants will win seven games in twenty fifty. I'm being Everyone's dumb. dead by the being end dumb. of it. Um, anything else to add today, guys? Because I have one stat that I wanted to share that I thought was fun, not Giants related. So, uh, uh, okay, go, no, go, the go for first it. interception of Patrick Sertain, the second career was a pick six in Denver, and the last interception of his dad's career was a pick six in Denver. I like that. That's cool. And I actually saw that because then he he ran right to where his family was, and then um, he gave the ball first to his best friend. But his dad was right next to him and just like took the ball from his best friend. Um, so that, yeah, that was that was kind of cool. I dug yeah, that. Yeah, fun. I forgot about his dad, and I was like, oh yeah, yeah he was good on that. the That's Chiefs awesome. like during his prime. He was quite good, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah. It just makes me feel like an old man, though. But that's okay. Yeah. Whatever. Um, um, yeah, go ahead, Colin. I was just going to say, uh, I just wanted to say this funny. I, I, I like collecting funny Giants tweets throughout the week and, and, and retell them. And this was actually, uh, uh, was this from Pro Football Talk? Um, the Giants firing Jason Garrett is like an entire mall is on fire, but they focused on the hose on the uh, Auntie Anne's pretzel shop. It's an important part of the mall. Yeah. I miss those pretzels. Yeah, moneymaker. Yeah. Um. Should we? You know what I do want to mention is that our our high school alma mater is playing in the state New York State Championships, going to going yes. to the Dome in Syracuse. And who are they playing again? That's uh, uh, so, uh, uh, Christian Brothers, Brothers Academy. Christian Brothers Academy. Where is Christian Brothers Academy located, Colin? Do you know the information? Syracuse? Oh, all right. So they don't have to travel far. Good for them. No. Um, Wait. So in this in this iteration of the state championships, uh, private schools are now. Uh, competing as public schools for the state championship? Yeah, I, I'm kind of confused about that myself. I, I never heard of such a thing. They must have opened up a little bit. I mean, this whole experience... That's how you do it in Jersey. Yeah, well, yeah, that's what they... They do that because most of the bigger schools are prep schools, more or less, right? Or private yeah, schools. Yeah, I mean, it's just always been like like a, a division there between private and public in, in, the, in New York, like especially like in lacrosse and stuff. You'd see it um, and... and 
yeah, but I mean, it's cool that the best can play the best now. So that's I mean, exciting. Well, the, 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 yeah. We used to play Kennedy High School, who was a private school in our hometown. Every yeah, but those weren't just, that was just games. that was like a meaningless game. That was just on the schedule because yeah, it was a rivalry yeah. game, hometown oh, right, rivalry. Right. I, that's stuff, what I, I, I didn't mean. know if it was one of the others. Just so interesting. Yeah, I mean, yeah. hey, going to the states two times in five years is pretty cool. I mean, and you know, it's it, the Dematio, uh legacy continues. I, I, I it mean, was cool imagine, going to the game on Friday. What's that? Imagine your your first year as head coach and win the state championship. That that's pretty. Well, it's sort of like I, a was, Tony Dungy that... John Gruden thing, though, right? I, yeah. No, 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 no. Because the <laughs> the team is different, and the way it's operating is different. A little bit. A little bit. At least the offenses. The defense pro- yeah. is pretty much the same, but the offenses opened yeah. up a little bit. Going to the game yeah. on Friday was a lot of fun. It was cold, but it was it was fun, and we had nothing to do. So Steph and I drove up, and it was it was good. I. I didn't end up seeing anybody. I saw after the fact that like some of our, you know, peers from growing up were there, but oh, nice. Um, I didn't end up seeing anybody, unfortunately. Uh, it was too cold. We kind of got out of there really quick. Mm. Uh, but yeah, it's pretty sweet. Hope we win again. That would, that'd be great. Something to be uh, happy about in New York football. Yeah, yeah. On that note, we'll say you know, let's go Somers, totally. And uh, I think that's all we have for you guys tonight. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to follow us. Follow the Pigskin Podnet. If you want to reach us directly, you can email us at BigBlueUnitedPodcast at gmail.com. Dan said it last week when I wasn't here, and he forgot to say, do it, coward. Have a good night. <laughs> <laughs> Fun of that day.